0: Alright, lads, we are back for another episode of the Butt Fumble, Episode 3. Coming to you fast and furious, because that is what the science is all about, right? Um, When let's face it, science is the best league in the world. So, anyone else who's listening outside of science, which you know is what? How many people in the world? Seven billion? Close to that? They're all listening, are they? They're all listening. I mean, because it's a podcast for the best league in the world, so therefore it's the best podcast in the world. I mean, that only makes sense, right? Sure. Um, joining me, as always, is none other than David, slightly happier than last
1: week. Shirley. Um, hello, hello. How you doing, David? Uh, good, good. Just a uh, first of all, I'd like to um, jump the gun and get my sponsors going. Uh, winning. Winning? My sponsor this week is Winning, because uh, I finally won.
0: Yes, I, they haven't been a, a reliable sponsor for you this season, have they?
1: No, I? no they're, they're, their payments have been uh, few and far between.
0: Very minimal. Very, very minimal. Um, we do have to actually have a moment of silence, though, unfortunately. A remembrance some, Day? Um, in remembrance to Jeremy and Seamus' mental health that has gone down in the past week. Um, I think we can say, we always love you and we will never forget, but... I think their playoff hopes are completely scrapped, especially after that unbelievable Amari Cooper performance. <laughs> to, but was it one or two points that completely knocked him out? Oh, Something like that. Ridiculous. Outrageous. Yeah. I, I know he he definitely cried about it last night. So, um.
1: Sheamus has been downgraded from doubtful to the IR. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of season. Uh, yeah, pretty much. That's... Pretty much how his
0: years going hasn't it <laughs> um, so right, this week we're gonna you know, obviously it's going to be a little bit quicker than last week. We had half a season to catch up, and let's face it, we got carried away. A little bit too excited. The Support from you guys has been unreal. Like, the feedback has been unbelievable. So much love. We're so happy about that. Really um, hitting that listener base in Guatemala. Yep. Um, I believe all three of my podcasts now have double-digit views. So um, if you don't hear from me anytime soon, it's probably because I'm off in Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Really just, you know... Selling himself on the streets. Making bank. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you guys have been awesome with it. People have been coming forward with um, suggestions for segments and ideas, which is what we want, because we have no idea what we're doing. Um, oh, so just sort like of it. winging it as we go, which is the best bit about it. It's what the science is all about. Right? Trial and error. Um, so this week we go through, we're going to cover the games that have happened, obviously. Um, we got a new segment from David. I don't know if you want to, do you want to introduce that now or later later later, he'll let you know what that is. We'll, we'll cover the weekly pick-ems we went through, um, talk a little bit about NFL and fantasy, throw in some fun facts and of course some more trivia, which uh, which is surprisingly a hit actually. I quite enjoyed uh, Karen answering the questions in the chat while listening. Um, so you know that's going to be good fun. Going forward, um, first I'm going to start us off with a fun fact. Sure, yeah, you know, it's going to be Richie's fun fact for the week, um, but I might come in with another one later. It involves the Green Bay Packers, right now. As you may or may not, they are notoriously known for having die-hard fans. Yes. Um, if you were anyone watched the Carolina Green Bay game, it was snowing and it was packed and loud. Um, surprisingly, uh, very entertaining game still, but. Their fans are that full on with the team that they have sold out every season ticket at Lambeau Field since 1960. Jesus. Okay. Now, if you wanted to put your name down on the list to be a season ticket holder, there would be over 130,000 people ahead of you, and it would take you up to and probably more than 30 years. So, they're so really getting a member of the uh, SCG. It's 10 years for that. I think MCG's at least about 20 as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's right. Up. Um, but yeah, so they got like, guys are like, people putting their kids on the list when they're born so that they can get tickets, you know, as they grow up, but you know, that's a little fun fact fully involving the Packers, we all know how insane they are. It's
1: such a small town as
0: well. Yeah, they, but they love their football and you know, they're having a good run at it this year. Good, solid win against Carolina. Um, once again, you know, that hit and miss Aaron Rodgers fantasy value, but you can say the same about Aaron Jones. Um but yeah, may as well dive straight into it, right? Cool, sounds good. Alrighty, let's get into the first matchup. <laughs> Alright, so first game of the week was the Chargers Oakland game, which actually got part recorded into the uh the first episode, because we were <laughs> watching that as we we're recording it. Um but you know we can do a little recap of that. Um we both got that one wrong in our picks, actually. Oakland won that by three with the late Josh Jacobs mm. touchdown. Um, that dude Put is on my toes early. That dude is an absolute beast. Love him so much. Um, him and Hunter Henry. Sad to see them go, but if it brings in my boy McCaffrey, then so be it. Um, thoughts on that? Philip Rivers. Th- was it three picks, I think? And that first one involving Keenan Allen, about 10 yards over his head, man. That is he just, filthy.
1: He just looked average.
0: I mean sure yeah, I mean like for a team that's got that many offensive weapons, you got Gordon, Eckler, um, Keenan Allen, Hunter Henry, Mike Williams, like those all quality players, yeah. Yeah. Your struggle, your offence is just struggling a little bit. You know, maybe it's could be time for a change. Um, bring in you know, young blood or Teddy Bridgewater, you kept shouting out his places to go, you know. You never know. Um I'm all but, aboard the Teddy Bro- Teddy Bridgewater hype train. Um, but yeah, I mean, the main one for that for that game really is Melvin Gordon. Um, since they got the new, you know, fired the old guy, new new offensive coordinator, they've he's had 21 carries in his last two weeks, four and a half yards per carry, and three touchdowns. The four games before that, he was averaging about 11 carries at two and a half yards per carry. So,
1: is Melvin Gordon back to his old ways? Yeah. I, th- I think essentially the, the whole of the Chargers' offense is going to be similar similar to um, last last season last season's production you've <coughs> um, already cool. seen Keenan allen starting to get a bit more um, a bit more points and things like that which is why I tried to trade for him last night with you uh- <laughs> yeah
0: you're gonna be you're gonna be doing well can tell you right now Joe Mixon's not going to cut it um, although he did have 30 carries, which is surprising. Yeah, well, yeah. Backup uh, quarterback in who actually didn't look too bad. But it is the Bengals, so they are an absolute disaster. i imagine they'd be bottom of power rankings right now. Um, but, yeah, I've got down as a little question mark. Would you say Oakland would be right up there as the surprise team of the season? You know, they had that whole thing with AB at the start. Um, Gruden came in after being 10 years out of the game, no one thought
1: they'd be any good and they're, I think, 5-4. and four. Yeah, I mean, they're just an average, above-average team. Uh, I think they've done, yeah, they've, they've, they've done mu- much better than what everyone expected them to, but I wouldn't say that they've, you know, they're not Super Bowl contenders or anything, they're just... Oh, no,
0: of course not, but consider, <laughs> considering how everything's gone down, I mean, they've definitely performed well, um... You know, if they can just keep sort of revolving the offense around, I think Jacobs, are pretty much, and I mean Derek Carr's actually looking pretty sharp. I mean, he's always been good, but you know, he's just sort of been lacking weapons since Amari left.
1: Yeah, that's true. I, I don't know. I've never really rated last season. Never, never really rated Carr too highly. He's all right, but he mm. had that good
0: year of uh, Amari and Crabtree together and then Lat Murray and that's the running back remember that was they were. that's a good sol- team that was like, a solid playoff yeah. team and then I think he broke his leg and uh, fell apart yeah. as soon as that happened it was game over um, alrighty moving on to Detroit Chicago is there really any point going into this <laughs> Trubisky had three touchdowns which is the second time I think all season but other than that Stafford's out could be out for a while
1: they have no running backs um I, I have something like I have an unpopular opinion which is in regards to Trubitsky, but we'll get to that in our later segment.
0: Oh yes, I'm looking forward to that. I had one last week, so we're we're gonna try and come up with an unpopular opinion each week. Um, just to get you guys thinking and you know, cause some riots in the streets with our with our you know questionable questionable opinions. Um, alright, we're gonna move we on to on that one. Them. That game was just an absolute joke. Um, Ravens, Bengals yeah, look, we don't need to talk about the Bengals anymore. They are done. They...
1: Joe Mixon finally
0: getting something together, though. True. I think they're just going to pound the ground, really. Take the uh, Washington approach, where they've pretty much just given the ball to AP because they've got nothing else going forward. Um, Mixon's good. He's a very good player. He's just on a shitty O-line, and they've got no
1: quarterback now, which is probably beneficial for Mixon. When they run Yeah. <laughs> 30 times a game I mean Even if your production's not great You're still going to be getting A decent amount of fantasy points So Um
0: True but you can also I mean You go look at largest stats for Miami He had 20 carries For about 40 yards So Okay
1: se- se- a Semi-decent running back Will still do you uh... dude
0: is garbage man. I- Miami's run game Is just an absolute joke I've been saying Um that, but... Anyway Lamar Jackson Right I mean, is this guy legit? Like, Can he handle it
1: come playoff time? I saw a stat this year that he's actually on target um, at the moment to beat Patrick Mahomes' quarterback record in fantasy stats for this season. I I saw that stat as well. Sleeper popping up the same alerts, are they? You
0: know, that's the one good thing about Sleeper giving you random uh, pop-ups is it's the occasional interesting fact. And yeah, he is currently on track to beat Patrick Mahomes last season who was MVP with... Like, what was he? How many... Did he have, like, 50 touchdowns or something? 5,000 yards, something ridiculous? Something
1: ridiculous like that. He ended up getting, I think it was 400-and-something
0: fantasy points.
1: So, yeah. the
0: season. Um, I mean, it's not the same approach with uh, Lamar as opposed to Mahomes last, uh, last season. But, you know, the efficiency there, he only threw it 17 times, but 15 completions, 220 yards, three touchdowns. Sixty-five rushes and his own touchdown. Like the efficiency is there, the fantasy stats there, and that's pretty much all we care about is fantasy.
1: I think Baltimore could be a definite Super Bowl contender. Um, I would, I would like to see them get up and beat the Pats. I don't know if I don't, anyone can beat the Pats this year, but I, I, I don't think there's a clear out
0: sort of team there. I mean, the Pats showed that you should give them a good offence and their defence really struggles. So I think the Ravens definitely have a good shot. They'll be so entertaining to watch. They're mm. actually really entertaining to watch just because it's so old school. Well, not, not old school, but like just different. Like, you know, Lamar's just sort of constantly running the ball. Mm. Um, you know, just teams don't know how to handle it. and It's exciting to watch. Um, Alright, next one. Bills browns Now, this sort of highlighted... My concern for the Bills going into playoffs is they, they are so limited when it comes to offense. Um, putting up was like 16 points against the Browns. Browns defense has been pretty trash all season and they just did not get anything down. Um, obviously, this, this is going to be something you'd want to be talking about, is the uh, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. Kareem Chum. Hunt finally returns. Um, he did and he had pretty good going. I think he had about 70 yards all across. Um, But it was pretty much the same as a second string running back. You know, he only had four carries to Chubb's 20, but he had seven catches. And I think that's going to be his main thing as that catching back, which was his main strength when he was at Kansas, really. He's more of a a stronger cast. You know, a bit like Kamara, a very good catching back. Um,
1: Still good on the ground, but got that really good weapon in the air as opposed to Chubb. Freddie Kitchens has come out and said that um, they're going to keep uh, bringing Hunt into that offence and he's going to keep seeing touches off Chubb so we don't know well, I don't how think... it's going to look like going forward but I mean I, I think Chubb is getting less and less um fantasy relevant. he's still very fantasy relevant he's still up high um, oh, in the charts he's still RB1 oh, of in course. my opinion um... but um That, I guess, that high ceiling, that like the highest ceiling he once had, I think has come down just a little bit with Kareem Hunt being there.
0: I will say, I think this is going to be good for the Browns' offence because I think it's going to help spread it out in terms of targets. I think Hunt in the backfield is going to make them focus on that a little bit more. Um, Chubb will, obviously, he'll still be getting 20-plus carries on the ground. I don't think he's going to lose the ground, but he will concede in the air. Um, And I think that's just going to help everyone else out. It will free up. Uh, just a little bit of space for OBJ. but And then, of course, you've got Landry. How good has Landry been? His Landry's... last month. I think he's got about 10 targets his last... There you go. Double-digit targets his last three um, three games. He's been got a touchdown in his last two. I, you put him up there as probably... I mean, at least for fantasy, the number one receiver in the Browns. Just because of the amount of coverage OBJ gets what's his target share like it was pretty even with OBJ wasn't it um so he got 10 to OBJ's 12 right but he had 9 catches to
1: 5 um and I well, mean that could, that could be, I, I don't know the matchup too well but that could be um OBJ getting marked out of the game why he didn't catch his many. oh yeah right. he's,
0: he's always going to attract the um the lead the lead corner, cor- the lead corner. Yeah. so it does free up um Landry but um, now with just with Hunt coming in, I think it's going to really spread out. I think it gives Mayfield um, more checked out options as well to get his confidence going because he's been pretty poor all season. And you know he he was all right. Two touchdowns, 238 yards isn't too bad. Um, it's definitely better than what he's used to. Uh, but yeah, it will be a concern for the Bills. I think go playoffs. Their offense is not strong enough, but their defense, goal line defense. Check this out for a start. Right now the Browns had seven attempts from the one-yard line in a row and did not score a point. Yeah. They two, there was two rushes, passed to OBJ, which then got called for pass interference, so they got another first down. Four rushes in a row, didn't make it. I think they're all with Chubb. So Chubb actually did quite well for his uh, 116 yards from 20 carries mm. from all those no-gains. But, you know, there you go. That shows that the Bills' defence is legit. Unfortunately, they lost to the Browns, though, so it will be concerning going forward. Um, Right, how about this for the surprise of the week? Falcons-Saints. Now, where did the run go? Where is the run game? Right, last two weeks with Kamara out, Lat Murray's been averaging 24 touches. He's had 230 yards and three touchdowns. They all went against the Falcons, one of the worst defences there are. They have less than 10 carries in the running backs. Like, why would you just completely abandon your run game? Even on the game script, you guys, there's that strong a run team. Surely, you know, play to your strengths. Breeze is 40. You can't just pass all game,
1: right? I mean, I, I agree with you there. They should have used the run a bit more, but... Michael Thomas is just a beast. Oh man, how good is he? So 13 of uh,
0: catches, 14 targets, 150 yards. Um, Jared Cook actually had a good game back from injury here. 74 yards and six catches. So anyone uh, struggling for tight ends, he could be a a viable option. Did I see uh, Hooper get injured? You did, yes. He's going to be having an MRI. It's a little bit concerning on my behalf. Especially since
1: Um, you traded away Hunter Henry.
0: Yeah, so it looks like I'll be uh, streaming. could be streaming tight ends. You never know. Darren Fells for that Ah. (laughs) plug-and-play. Tide leading a touchdown receiver now with Hooper. Um, So you never know. And Freeman got hurt as well, which is a little bit concerning. He's also going to be having an MRI on a foot scan. Um, Not sure whether he'll be coming back or not. Uh, Brian Hill came in was adequate I'd say 20 carries 61 yards got a receiving touchdown could be a fantasy play going forward I think they have a decent matchup Um, next week nope I lie they don't they got Carolina will be tough for him Um, but obviously worth monitoring Um, would you say now Michael Thomas is the best wide receiver in the NFL? because the guy's stats are
1: Unreal. Well, not to jump the gun early on this segment, but I did see, according to Fantasy Pros, he is now number one. Um, He's the number one wide receiver. And that's what we've been waiting for, guys. (laughs) According to Fantasy Pros. But I think in this situation, they're spot on. I I reckon he he definitely is. Um, I would put him above, yeah, Julio. I'd put him above Hopkins. He's just consistent and always consistent. And I mean, his
0: yeah, his fantastic. worst game in terms of catches to targets was against Jacksonville. He had eight catches from twelve targets. That's that's the worst game he's had. Right. <laughs> right. Every other game he's either been three or less in between for those miscatches. So he catches everything. He's got the best pair of hands. What's if, his um floor
1: in the on the ceiling for fantasy points?
0: Um. I mean, he's had one game under 80 yards Right Essentially, 90. he's had two 89s So one game under 90 yards of receiving um, Which was against Seattle, which is a bit disappointing actually um, uh, But he's definitely got significant upside He's, yeah. what, five games over 100 yards He's got four touchdowns um, So he still hasn't got that touchdown going but it is an improvement of last year, and he still gets double-digit points just on his yards. So he's, I think he's got a huge upside. He's consistent, which is the main thing in our, he, all of fantasy. I fantasy. Exp- he'll get if he doesn't get twenty fantasy points next week against Tampa, then I'll be very, very surprised. Um, but do reckon this does this hinder the Saints' playoffs? This loss. What do you reckon? It's just a one-off. At home, oh, that's, at, they're at seven home. and seven and two now. Seven and two, but you lost at home to Atlanta, and you only put up field goals. Three field goals.
1: Nah, I think they'll be they'll be right. They're, they're seven and two. Yeah, I mean, oh, they they don't need too many more wins to make playoffs. Essentially, so even if they do slip up a bit, they'll be why not? I cannot make it. They'll be fine.
0: Drop Brees Bring back Teddy Bridgewater. He's got a hundred percent win record. <laughs> Um, all right, so move on to the next one. And oh, yes, this is the one we've all been waiting for the Giants and the Jets. Uh, There's so many people talking about it. this game is going to be garbage, but I knew it was going to be fun to watch because it's going to be a shootout. Daniel Jones, love it. What a pickup for me. Uh, four touchdowns, two point conversion, had a fumble, but he has a fumble every week, so that's fine. Um, really, really good game from him. Huge concern was the run game on both teams, right? El Bell had 18 carries for 34 yards. Now, I've actually got, I think, a stat here. He's had one game over four yards per carry. Like, that is a concern. That Jets' eye line is a concern. I did see that stat. He is not doing well there at all. You know, he's good on the pass, but he doesn't get enough action. Um, you know, they got guys that are going forward. Damaris Thomas had 80 yards. I think that's the first time he's had significant numbers. Jameson Crowder, another really good week. Robbie Anderson, <laughs> Dudding again. Um, on the other side, Golden Tate had a huge 60 odd yard touchdown. He's been really good. Darius since Slate joining right? Darius Slate had the most anything he's had all season: two touchdowns, 120 yards, ten catches. I heard
1: um, I was listening so, to a, a rival podcast, um, and they were suggesting to if you can pick up. Darius Slayton on the waivers and then see who else went for them and try and see what you can get for a trade for him. Because um, he's that's done that's okay bold. the last couple
0: of weeks. Yeah, it's very bold. Um, he, you know, this was his most sort of anything really. He hadn't had more than four catches in a game until this week. He had ten. You know, I think he'll get involved more. I don't think um, Sterling is going to be back anytime soon. He's constantly having setbacks. Um, the main one now, Barkley. How about this, for the num- probably the number one running back going into the year, 13 carries, one yard gained.
1: Look, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I, that makes Bellage look like Adrian Peterson yeah. in his prime. Agreed, but this is Jim sleeper. Jim Brown. Agreed, but this is sleeper beating sleeper. Um, Barkley did come out and had an injury at the end. Uh, it was said that he played throughout the injury. He immediately went for scans after the game. Um, didn't say how severe his injury was, but it looks like considering they've got the bye week that he'll be okay for week yeah. 12. Uh, but I, I, I would put it down to that. Essentially there's not much. I did. Uh, I wouldn't yeah. read too much into it considering it's Barkley, you know, the produ- project, the production you're going to get from him. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, agree. I, I
0: think they brought him back too early from his, um, yeah. ankle injury. And I think that's sort of been his setback. Um, but, yeah, you know, it was a fun game to watch. It's a shame the Jets got up because we won. I think everyone's sort of backing, backing the Giants for some reason. But, you know, still a good, fun game to watch. Um, all right, next one uh, Tampa Bay Cardinals. This basically happened ex- exactly what I was expecting. You know, be a shootout. Both teams have no defense. Tampa's uh, pass defense is so bad. Um, they came out and said Ronald Jones was going to be the lead back. Guess what happened? Jones, 11 carries. Barber, 11 car- carries. <laughs> exactly just, what we said yeah, last week. <laughs> just, they just don't know what they're doing. The only difference is he got the uh, the, the rush touchdown. Oh, Barber got a touchdown as well. Um, oh, he did. I didn't actually. Yeah, yeah, so they both got a rush touchdown. Barber was more productive on the ground, but Jones had those eight catches and 77 yards. So basically it's going to be like that the rest of the season. I wouldn't trust whatever they say going forward. Um, a bit... Disappointing, I'd say, from Mike Evans and Godwin. I thought both of them could have had a huge shootout um, opportunity, but 70 to 80 yards for those type of guys against the Cardinals isn't as great as you'd expect. O.J. Howard had a touchdown, which does not surprise me, even though he's been dreadful and injured all season. It is the Cardinals; they are the worst team against tight ends. They, I think, concede a touchdown nearly every game to tight ends, so that doesn't surprise me. But the main one I want to get to, obviously. <laughs> How good was that Christian Kirk pickup? You know, this 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 podcast is not for you to gloat. Uh, This this, this is not what it's here for. Why not? You know, I had Deshaun and Hopkins on bye. I knew I had to cover myself earlier. Rolled the dice with Daniel Jones. Picked up Kirk a couple of weeks ago thinking they got the Tampa match-up. Hasn't done anything all season. 140 yards and three touchdowns. See you later, Matt.
1: (laughs) Um, Really destroys his uh, win streak.
0: But yeah, basically, if you see anyone playing Tampa, just pick up as many wide receivers as you can because they are just so bad. Um, other than that, Larry Fitz had a good game, finally. He's been quiet for about two months now. Andy Isabella's slowly getting involved, so he could be one to be worth uh, monitoring here. 80 yards after his one catch last week, he's now up to three. So, progression. Um, quick one on David Johnson. Now, I had my own opinion, unpopular opinion last week that they should look to trade him next week to sort of strengthen up the squad. Not sure whether he would next actually year, got man. hurt. Next, next year. year, obviously, yeah. past the trade deadline. But, like, what do you do with him? Because they brought him in just for, you know, some limited work, basically, just to sort of split with Drake a bit. But five carries, two yards, and a fumble. Drake, Drake wasn't Drake. that... Drake did okay. Tampa's rush defense it's very, very good. One of the best in the league. Worst you'll find for pass right up there with, like, Seattle. So Drake's stats is not surprising. I can not understand why Seamus played him, mainly because of the way his team is currently set up. Desperation. Desperation, yep. <laughs> And also the 49ers game shocked everyone. But, yeah, it just be interesting to see what you do with a DJ going forward next season,
1: really. For the rest of the season, do you think it's a complete timeshare, or do you think they're going to give Johnson still the the main workload once he fully jumps into the deep end? I'll I'll be surprised if I see um, him have twenty carries
0: in any game going forward. Yeah, um, so you I think, think
1: it's just a complete yeah run complete split.
0: I think Drake's good enough to be able to split it, and I just don't think they're going to risk yeah no, any injury with a guy that's had too many in his career already. Um, all right, next one: Kansas and Titans. Now, how much of a would you say that this is pretty much dented Kansas Super Bowl hopes? Because this is a game. Mahomes back. Mahomes killed it. Um, but you lost to Ryan Tannehill, who's done well. But it's still Ryan Tannehill. Like, is their defense that weak? That I was gonna say.
1: You, you can't. You can't blame uh, the offense for this. They, putting on 32 points, you should be able to win. Well, I mean, that's, that's the concern, isn't it? That they can't
0: keep teams off the field. Derek Henry, man, monster game. You know, I think 60-odd yard rushing yeah. touchdown. And then he had one within the five, which doesn't surprise me. Yeah, you know, any goal line action, he's going to be getting a touchdown. The dude is an absolute monster. Um, Damian Williams lead back. Uh, LaShaw McCoy was inactive, but healthy. So they've come they've decided they want to focus on the young guys. So they've gone rid of LaShawn after his fumble, by the looks of it. Then again, he had Damien
1: Williams also fumbled. He though. did
0: also have a fumble, but he did also have nineteen carries and five catches. I so. think from
1: what I saw after he had that fumble though, they started to run the other two backs and there was only three carries with them together, but I don't I don't know. I, it, surely it has to
0: be Damian Williams' job. I would say it's he's the lead back. Um terms of fantasy, I'd say he's probably like a low side RB two. Yeah, um, go until you sort of see some better production. Um, good to see Mahomes back to his usual stuff. Threw it like crazy, 50 attempts, but 450 yards, three touchdowns. That's Mahomes for you. Would you say Tyreek Hill is? See, this is this is my thoughts right now. Is Tyreek Hill is the main guy in this team ahead of Mahomes? Oh. Watch, watching the game I watched the game A bit of highlights as well Every time he got the ball He'd make, he'd make a play he'd, You know And it could be like He'd get a two yard catch And end up getting a first down Because he's just so quick And elusive That he gets on the outside On players so easy And whenever he got space You know Guys will get in the middle Of the field Run three yards And then just sort of Collapse and take a hit
1: He'll just do whatever The hell he wants Like he's so exciting To watch Agreed, but I I still think that it's almost a, a three-way like split. I think Kelsey Hill and uh, Mahomes are all unstoppable. Really, when, when they like that, that's essentially the offense is is those three. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, I think they're just as vital to each other. Maybe Mahomes a little bit more than the rest, but I think absolutely
0: yeah. insane. He had 19 targets, Tyree, 11 catches, 150 yards. Which is like, it's good Because he's no longer just a deep threat Like, he's everywhere Yeah he'll, he'll get the ball, you know At the line of scrimmage And, you know, you've also got that 50 yards down the field Which scares pretty much any safety and corner in the league Um, cool Um, right Probably don't need to go much into this one Um, Miami Colts Miami oh, There
1: goes my pick of the week, my lock <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: that last second Brian Hoyer changed, surprised him, you know, made a tough three intercepts. The dude was garbage. Um, Mac did not get involved as much as I'd like. I still think they should have focused more on the run. He did have 19 carries, but for Mac, Mac's usually over 20. He should be having closer to 30 in a game like that, but not really focusing on uh, Hoyer as much. Um, the tight ends got involved heavily. In that game for the Colts So if Hoyer's in charge I'd avoid uh, yeah, so wide yeah, receivers Eric I Ebron avoid... having
1: 12 uh, targets
0: Yeah so he's playing that safe Sort of dump off game um, You know there's kind of like that Naheem Hines had 7 targets as a running yeah. back So unless Hilton comes back Avoid that uh, On the other side As expected the run game was garbage Blarge 20 carries 43 yards It's just an absolute joke Dude's just dreadful really really dreadful ineffective in the in the catch and that was about it wasn't it for yeah well look the Colts are a very good defense I'll give them that Mm. and it is in Indy so it is going to be a tough game and you still got Fitzpatrick at quarterback who you know is always hit and miss but he's never he's not going to light up that game five catches from 10 targets for 69 yards with Williams out for the rest of the season and the schedule they've got because it's pretty decent schedule I'd say he's a Wide receiver three, maybe even two going forward. Yeah.
1: Um, uh, next one Packers, Panthers, um, Aaron Jones show. And well uh, the run the run show with Christian McCaffrey and Aaron Jones and the rest look pretty average, didn't they?
0: Yeah, look, that's the that's a tough one with Jones. Um you know, if he gets especially with Jeremy owns him and Rogers, if Jones goes off, Rodgers usually doesn't because yeah. That's the way it works. Three touchdowns, 90 yards. McCaffrey doing McCaffrey things, uh, 140-odd yards in total and a touchdown. Uh, DJ Moore had a good game. Um, Devontae Adams back to his old ways. It's good to see. Seven catches, 120 yards. He looks
1: very, very sharp again. No real signs of that injury. Uh, uh, Lazard looks like the um, second... Second in command there in the in the wide receiver corner, now, though It looks like the, he's overtaken Valdez Gambling and um, Allison.
0: Yeah, that is a surprise. MVS completely gone. One target, no catches. I mean, I just don't think Rodgers trusts him anymore, and that's kind of how it works with Aaron Rodgers. If he likes you, he throws it to you. If he, no matter how open you are, he won't. Um, you know, and with well. <laughs> and with Adams back, he's you know Adams is going to get targeted like yeah. crazy because. Obviously, they got that link.
1: Greg Olson had a bit of a game on the other side.
0: Yeah, it's good to see, isn't it? The um, yeah, old future, hopefully future Hall of Famer. Um, he's yeah, ninety-eight yards on decent. Was it fire, eight catches or something? Yep. Eight, yeah, from ten targets. Pretty good. Um, not a bad showing from Carolina. Um, tough
1: matchup. Tell I'll you what, could... DJ Moore's been uh, been pretty good. He's um, over the past couple of. Weeks he's been consistently, well, at least, at least the last two weeks, he's seen uh 10 or 11 carries, um, getting over 100 yards. Um, essentially, he's been getting over nine carries for the past five weeks, so he's been pretty consistent. Um, you mean targets? Sorry, yes, targets. Um, he's been pretty consistent and not too bad for Carolina, although they don't have much besides him and say Curtis Samuel to throw to.
0: Oh McCaffrey in the backfield No um, Yeah I mean you know, That's the obvious up against, choice. up against Atlanta Next week I think he'd be Solid Flex appeal mm. Um Alright Oh Real quick one I don't know if you've seen Highlights from that game No Or not There was Didn't a, a There was a Roughing the passer call On Aaron Rodgers Which I don't know if uh, Any of our viewers Have uh, watched highlights on it Basically He threw it a- Threw it away From his own End zone Um on a third down, I think it was in the second half somewhere, maybe even fourth quarter. Uh, it seemed like a pretty legit tackle. The guy did, sort of just came in straight on, and you know, you're not allowed to fall on the quarterback yeah. when it tackled, but he sort of rolled away from him, and that would have been a fourth down punting from their own end zone. And they've given, you know, roughing the passer call for 15 yards. Um, obviously, you haven't seen that, so I can't really go into it too much, but for all our, you know, loyal viewers out there, listeners, um, let us know what you think on that call. I think it's an absolute joke. I think they've completely messed that up. Classic uh, NFL refereeing. They didn't have a, they didn't have a challenge as well, so they couldn't actually argue that case. But for anyone listening, let us know what you think. Um, create a little discussion thread on that one. Cool. All right. Uh, Ram Steelers, this game was just the worst. Um, Mason Rudolph... Pretty average, let's face it. Jag off even worse. Um, Gurley, just not... He's not involved enough. 12 carries, that's it. I mean, for a guy that good, it doesn't matter if you hurt or not. Your team's record sucks. You're not even going to make playoffs.
1: Gurley just hasn't been, I guess, trusted in that offense since, like... Uh, towards the end of last year when they just decided to, you know, they get picked up C.J. Anderson's girl that came back from an injury and didn't look that great. Um, and he just doesn't seem to have been worked back into the offense to be the focal point in of that offense really since then, which was, yeah, a couple of weeks before the, um, the playoffs, I think it was. Um, but yeah, he's just not looking, I don't know, he's not looking as good. He's still an RB1. You have to put him up there every week, but... I would, I'm going gonna,
0: I'm gonna to say RB2 for our league. Um, yeah. just, I just don't think his production's there. He doesn't get enough action. And if you want that RB1 status, he's, he needs to pretty much get touchdowns. So RB2 normally,
1: RB1 touchdown dependent. Um, just a bit of breaking news as well, because we're, we're recording this, listener, before the, um, the final game of the week, uh, Seahawks-San Francisco. A few news items have just come through with that, just to rub salt in the wounds. For um, one, Seamus Jones Kittle is officially out. He's officially inactive for today. Um, so that's not, not great for his chances. Um, yeah, I mean, it'll
0: boost uh, Emmanuel Sanders' action, I'd say. But I would not be surprised if uh, Seamus did not play Sanders. And on the other. For some reason. Not sure why you wouldn't play Emmanuel Sanders going up against a team that's top three in conceding receiving yards. But, you know, he's got his logic. Um, On the other side of the coin, Josh Gordon is officially active. Yeah, he's not going to do much. But (laughs) picked him up to see what would happen. Um, uh, Yeah, what else from this one? Cooper Cup, zero catches. How about that? Robert Woods had seven. Most of it went through the tight ends. Like... Is that Cup not being good
1: or Goth being worse? I think Cup was marked out by... Is it um, Mika Fitzpatrick who is marking Cup? Which essentially marks him out of the game. Dude, dude is on an absolute
0: tear. Yeah. Mika Fitzpatrick. Oh, he yeah. had that uh, um, defensive touchdown, which was very questionable. I don't think that was a fumble. I think he threw it. His arm was throwing as uh, Dan said it just looked like a Philip Rivers no arm movement type of throw um but still the guys just said you know killing it for Pittsburgh their defense is legit um which has pretty much been carrying them uh, especially with no James Conner because Jaden Samuel sucks um I would you know I wouldn't recommend playing him he's you know essentially he essentially had like you know James White type value but isn't as good on the catch um But yeah, anything else you want to go through on that one? No, the
1: rest of the receivers aren't really worth starting in our league. You you get the occasional boom and bust from, you know, Robert Woods, but...
0: Yeah, no, I wouldn't trust anyone from uh, Pittsburgh in terms of receivers. And Robert Woods will have his value, I think, with uh, Brandon Cooks out. um, Just to sort of... And that, you know, cup struggling. They might try to
1: sort of spread it around a bit more. Just another recording the fantasy pros I've seen... Juju Smith-Schuster ranked quite low for the rest of season rankings um, I think around about wide receiver 25 26 yeah that doesn't um, surprise me even lower into, into like 31 um, from a few of the, the fantasy al- analysts over there so that's an interesting uh, thing he's fall from grace since Antonio Brown's leaving he's become the focal point he's really um, and I guess Ben Ben going I, yeah. down it really hasn't given him much outlook for this season
0: yeah, no, that's... I would agree with that. He's very, very limited in his value. Yeah. Um, all right, and the last one, Vikings-Dallas game. This was a fun game. Uh, wasn't expecting a 28-24 to scoreline. Was expecting a bit cozier, a um, bit lower scoring, but Dak had a good game, 400 yards, three oh, touchdowns. Um, yeah, Amari Cooper... <laughs> um, Sneaking the win, 150 yards and a touchdown. David Randall Cobb had a good game. Just
1: all the whole receiving core for a uh, Dallas. I want off ask something in regards to Dallas and get your thoughts on this. Um, so Dallas had, I think, three or four opportunities um, on the line with about two minutes to go. Um, I think they had a full set of downs and I think they're about 12 or 13 yards out. They decided to run it with um, Elliot. Every single time. Now, uh, their their wide receiving core was good, right? They had three great wide receivers. They were all, they were Dak was doing really well getting yards with them every time. They decided to give it to Elliott, who got yeah forty seven yards on twenty carries. I don't understand what was going through Jason Garrett's head when he's calling those plays, saying yeah we'll call it through the runs. Um, you... I, I imagine this the start
0: bit would be when you're within that. Um... 2 minute warning how far out were they from the 2 minute warning roughly the red zone uh, I
1: think, I think, they, like, they... it went over the 2 minute warning um, but they had each team had 3 um, they were essentially trying to milk the clock so yeah. they, they they went up to that trying to milk the clock because they are like oh this is the one drive to try and get this touchdown because they had all 3 they had all 3 of their timeouts left so it wasn't like they were like struggling for time and they were trying to Get in. They 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 could have. I don't know. They could have taken their time. They didn't have to use Elliott and then. I imagine that would have been the thinking is when you got
0: two minutes to go, you try and run it down to get a first down, so you've got a fresh set of downs within the minute, and try and make the touchdown the winner. Um, that even, would have been the even mindset. Even on the fourth down, they ran it. Um. Yeah. I mean, just because it's Zeke, I think you just sort of expect him to get that breakout. Um, I mean, he didn't have a great game. But, you know, I think it's one of those ones where, like, situationally, I think you'd sort of, you'd rather milk the clock and just trust you guys to get through. they got such yeah. a good O-line, you'd expect him to get there. But, you know, they'll they look back on it and be like, maybe we should have thrown, but that's how hindsight works, really. Um, but on the other side, Kirk Cousins actually had not a bad game, which is surprising. I mean, most of his stuff was just short dump-off throws, um... You'd see, you know, he had 23 completions, and eight of them went to running backs, and four went to no, nine catches went to tight ends. So nothing huge. Carl um, Rudolph was a good uh, end zone threat with two touchdowns. You know, be concerning for the receiving core there. I just don't see them really going out um, throwing it deep or really that much. The 26 carries with Cook eight with Madison. They just ran the game pretty much all day. Worked out pretty well. Devon Cook had a good game. Um, but a primetime win for Kirk Cousins. Now, this is a rare one. <laughs> in his career, he is 6-13 and 13 in primetime. Jesus. And he has never won a Monday night football game. So, if you see Vikings playing Monday night football, uh, avoid, pl- <laughs> avoid them as much as you can. I think, once it's the,
1: Cook. I think that was the reason for you picking Dallas as well for... Um... Becomes, yeah. yeah, he's
0: uh, dreadful in prime time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, he got a win, so who knows, 7-3 and three record. Maybe they've actually got a chance to have a decent playoff run. I don't see them doing anything too um, substantial in it, just because it's Kirk Cousins here will eventually crumble. Mm. But, you know, surprising win nonetheless. Um, so that's uh, so that's, a, that's a roundup for the week. Um let us know if you guys got any thoughts on any of those games or anything else that we've said. Um, but, yeah, we'll move on to our next segment.
1: Hey, Richie. Yes, so, David. So, I was having a little chat with one of our league members the other day, Sam. And Oh, wing runner Barlow. Yes, that one. Oh, yes, yes. A um, beloved wing runner. <laughs> he He was talking to me about the right backs actually. Um, and anyway, in our in our heated discussion, we actually uh, he, we actually got talking about um, Hunt versus Williams as backup running backs. And I posed the question which I wanted to bring to you in this podcast, which was, uh, who would you rather own? Let's just say both the both Chubb and Aaron Jones went down. Who would you rather own uh, for rest of season? Would it be Hunt or Williams? <sighs> like
0: probably I'd probably go Kareem Hunt just from what we know he can do. Even though he's come back from, you know, suspension and injury and he hasn't actually played much. Considering just what one game in, he's already picked up seventy yards. Um, Most of it from the past, But still You know It's I think he had four carries For 30 yards Which is You know Pretty good Yeah Um, Jamal Williams is good But Just when you've seen How hit and miss Aaron Jones has been Without touchdowns I think Jamal Williams Will have that same issue As opposed to How productive Chubb has been
1: Pretty much all season Yeah I think Kareem Would sort of slot into that Just as easily Now, that's pretty much the point that I came up with. Sam raised the point that um, Williams is already producing and doing pretty well. Um, And he prefers the Green Bay O-line, thinks it's a stronger O-line and thinks that there's better potential running through there than, say, Chubb has been. Um, And thinks that that basically outweighs the fact that Hunt is, I would say, a better running back. Um, Like, yeah, better all-over running back. Now, to be fair to Sam, this was a discussion that happened before the games took place. But if we have a look at the week, uh, Hunt ended up getting 4 carries of 30 yards, 7 out of 9 t- uh, receptions for 44 yards. Um, and then if you have a look at Green Bay's one, um, Williams got 13 carries for 63 yards and no receptions off one target for Six point three fantasy points. So you've got about like a point and a half less in fantasy points. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. Well, that's. I mean, it's different roles, really. Like Kareem
0: exactly. com- coming Kareem in can as be a
1: workhorse,
0: a, but he's come in as that passing back type role to Chubb So that's kind of why he would be getting, you know, those stats.
1: Most of it's on the pass because he comes in. He's kind of like that, you know, Duke Johnson type that used to be at Cleveland. Agreed. But um, I, I uh, to be fair, Jamal Williams has been that as well. He's been. He had a, a, an, an abnormal amount of rushes this uh, this game. But the last four weeks, he's been putting up uh, five targets, five targets, three targets, and six targets. So he has been that almost in the exact same role. He can rush, he can catch and receive. Yeah. Um, I mean, when you
0: look at it, it's... Um, I mean, it's a hard one to say, really, because they don't really have... Like, Aaron Jones hasn't had more than 20 carries in a game, so he's not... Yep. Going out crazy like Chubb has been doing on the run, but Jones and Williams have had games where they get six or seven catches. You know, so even Jones is doing that. Whereas Chubb, Chubb doesn't as get get involved as much in the pass as um, guys like you know Aaron Jones. But that, I'm pretty confident going forward that receiving production is going to be dropping a lot just because Devondre Adams is back and yep. Rodgers is just going to feel much more confident targeting down the field. So, like, if Giants goes down, I think they're both slot in. Like, I think Jamal Williams could slot in as, like, an RB2, and Kareem could be, like, a low RB1. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, fair enough. I'd, I'd, um, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, now, just while we're here, I wanted to just get this segment out of the way, uh, according to Fantasy Pros. Ah, uh, this, what, this the- is the one everyone has been waiting for. By
0: far, Seamus's favourite thing in the world. Who doesn't love fantasy pros? Um,
1: what do you got for us, David? Now, this is, we've we've touched on a few of this, so this this won't be a long segment at all. Um, I just wanted to see if you think that this is about right with their ratings, just on a couple of running backs. Um, now, we've got Tevin Coleman ranked at running back 17, but straight below him is Todd Gurley at running back 18. I thought that was probably a bit low, considering Coleman is above him. Um, Um, And then, just before we continue, if we head down Um, to running back 21, we've got David Johnson. Well, I mean, that doesn't surprise
0: me. The guy's been injured and hardly getting used now, and I don't think he's going to get used much going forward. Um, Gurley, again, similar issue, but just, like, there's no sort of... I think everyone just assumes Gurley's just hurt all the time, but there's no actually <laughs> yes. report that comes out that says he's got this injury or whatever. They're just like trying to take this load management role with him, and now it's just like Goff is performing so poorly this season that they just cannot yeah. um, sort of replicate it like they were. Because last year, you know, it was like Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks just went off when you know, Cooper Cup was out, and Cup's back, and their offense has been good with him. But I just don't think. I think it's mainly just the issues Goff's
1: been having. And now, one last one I wanted to uh, to touch on as well. Um, you head all the way down to running back ranked uh, twenty seven uh, by the ECR. The ECR is the expert consensus ranking. So it takes all the experts. <laughs> it's, this is what it is. <laughs> they take all the experts yep. that submit their um, their rankings and it basically average Experts. It averages I'm them. they quoting. They're that. the ones that get paid to write the. Anyway. Not getting into involved in this. Um. Anyway, so the the average the uh, for the ECR is uh, Devonta Freeman is at running back twenty seven. Um. I think that he's whilst he hasn't been performing that well, he's I don't think he's ranked that low because the people who are just above him, uh, Ronald Jones, uh, then Joe Mixon at running back twenty five. I think Mixon could be heading up as well. But then you've also got Devin Singletary. But then Austin Eckler at twenty three, Philip Lindsay at twenty two. Yeah, no. I, I, think, I, I think
0: Freeman is just ranked too low there. Um, like, Freeman's, when he's actually played a full game, has been a solid RB2. I mean, yep. he got injured last game, so that sort of limited him. He got ejected against the Rams because he tried to fight Aaron Donald, absolute muppet. <laughs> um, but, like, I mean, yeah, his, his rushing attempts, his, his yards have not been good in terms of yards per carry, but he gets involved. So much in the uh, past game, and with Edo Smith out for the rest of the season, um, if he was healthy going forward, I would definitely put Freeman as a top 20 style. I think he's been RB2 the whole season. I think, yeah, that's I drafted him as an RB2. Um, So I think that's, yeah, like Ronald Jones and
1: Lindsay, no. Yeah, no, I disagree with that. Cool. All right. So I want to get into our new segment now. Uh, Richie, what if I told you that Aaron Rodgers this season has finished uh, outside the top 22 ranked quarterbacks uh, more often than he's finished inside the top 10 this year? I would say that that doesn't actually surprise me. No. I think
0: people sort of fanboy on uh, Rodgers too much um, when he has a good game. Everyone loses it. He's had, I think, one. He had a perfect passer rating against what was it like Oakland, which uh, isn't isn't you know Oakland not a good defensive team. Um, but other than that, yeah, he's just been quite average. Um, he's had he's had like one or two games. They just seem to everyone seems to ignore that the the, the bad games and they focus oh he yeah, had
1: this game or this game. And then all of a sudden, Rodgers is back. So. But he, he doesn't—he doesn't seem to get an average like twenty-ish. He's got—he's uh, gotten a nineteen uh, once, then he's got you know two high twenties, one forty, and then everything else has been like fourteen points or under. Uh, yeah, it's a uh,
0: its a—he's uh, been proper hit and miss. Yeah, I'd say. So that one actually doesn't surprise me too much.
1: All right. So now, just to close off this. Uh, this segment, there are a few short, short, fast ones. Um, I got bored the other day and started going down the rabbit hole of, uh, NFL videos on YouTube, which is never a good idea. But I got onto a bit of a, uh, video, which was just giving a bit of a documentary on the 1982 MVP for the, for the football for the year. Right. What position do you think he was?
0: 1982.
1: 1982
0: MVP. I'm not even gonna question how you stumbled across that, um, but I mean, if if it's got to be something, just ridiculous. What if I told you? i huh? I've got. I've got. Should I, should I actually guess, or do you want to? Because I've got a, something in my mind.
1: All right. Go. I'm gonna. I'm
0: gonna say kicker.
1: You are correct. What if I told you that Mark Mosley won the MVP as a kicker? In 1982, for the NFL, he toe punted his way, uh, scoring uh, 23 consecutive field goals, um, breaking what was the record back then. Um, to yeah, overtake a whole bunch of other contenders, and uh, for some uh, god-only reason, winning the um, the MVP in the uh, NFL. He... Oh, it's a f-
0: NFL MVP. Oh yeah. Oh, I was considering, like, Super Bowl, but... No, 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 this is is NFL MVP. Man, the rest of the league must feel (laughs) so depressed after that, just feeling like, how do you lose to a kicker? Um, I guess that sort of highlights the quality of the NFL back in the 80s.
1: He actually missed more extra points than he did field goals that season.
0: Oh, he'd be right at home in the 2019 NFL. (laughs) Seems no one can hit an extra point these days. Um... But there you go. Um, and that's uh, that's David's uh, What If I Told You 30 for 30 for thirty segment. Just some more ridiculous stats. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I love it. That's what we're about. All right. So we're going to move on to... Because this got quite popular last week. Well, at least, you know, Karen liked it. And, you know, commission approval is all we need. Um, some trivia. So I'm going to bring in the uh, segment... Are you smarter than a David Shirley? Guys, so basically, because this is a science and we are a family, we love each other. I want to get everyone involved. um, Everyone but David, we love. Uh, I want to get everyone involved as much as I can in this podcast. You know, it's not about us. It's about everyone, you know, because that's what a family does. So what we're going to do is I'm going to ask David five questions. They're going to be... Mainly multiple choice. The last one won't be. Um, and what we're going to do is we're gonna ask him the question. Leave it for about five seconds so you guys get some nice soft jazz in the background to have a think. He's going to give me an answer and then we move on to the next question. And then at the end of it, I'll come back and let him know which ones he got right, which one he got wrong. And you guys can uh, play at home as well while you're listening. See if you can beat David. You know, that's why... We named it the way we have. Love to hear your results on the um, message board. And, yeah, you know, if, you, if this gets popular, who knows, we can uh, make it a regular thing and uh, even tally up people's stats because, God. you know, that's, that's what, what this league needs, more stats. That's what this league is all about. Uh, shout out Saxon Sam for the Stats Centre. That thing is so cool. I love it. Nothing better than going through every year and discovering how many times you beat a David. Um, all right. You ready, David? Yeah. Yep. All right. Okay. So question number one. So this is going to be a mix of NFL fantasy and just regular uh, NFL as well, by the way. So, which player has scored the most fantasy points in a single matchup this season at the non-quarterback position? So these are this is going to be uh, multiple choice. Is it A. Christian McCaffrey, B. Aaron Jones, C. Will Fuller, D. Sammy Watkins, or E. The Patriots defense? <sighs> I'll give you five seconds there.
1: All yeah, right. What do you got, David? Uh, I looked this up. I'm not sure if this included the um, defensive stats, uh, but I did actually see on Sleeper that CMC is leading the way. Um, so I'm fairly sure certain it's that, unless it's the Pats D. So I'm going to go CMC. All right. CMC it is. All right. Well, like I said, we're to the all at the end. So we'll come back to the next one. Um
0: now remember, that's for just one single matchup, by the way, in case people got confused there. Um, okay, question two. Can you name which kicker has the most fantasy points this season? Is it A, Zane Gonzalez, B, Justin Tucker, C, Greg Zerloin, or D, Harrison Putka?
1: For the whole season. So no for problem. the whole
0: season up to date. All right, David, what you got? I put Justin Tucker. Well, that's a a fair guess. He is uh, probably the greatest kicker of all time. Uh, Shout out to my boy Tux. Um, All right, question three. Can you name which team has the most sacks this season? Now, I'm going to throw in a bonus point. Um, If you can name the team that has the most quarterback hits as well. So it's going to be in this multiple choice segment. So A, Carolina Panthers. B the New England Patriots C San Fran 49ers or D the Pittsburgh Steelers So you get 1 point for guessing the team that has the most sacks and 1 team that, and 1 point for the most quarterback hits and they're two different teams I I I cannot answer that question Okay that's um up to you
1: All right, what do you think? Uh, I think San
0: Fran and the Pats. So San Fran for sacks, Pats for hits? Yes. All righty. Question the fourth. Which player has the most... Sorry, which player had the most receiving yards at the tight end position last season?
1: Last season.
0: And this is going to be another bonus point one. Uh, Which... Which tight end had the most receptions? So is it A, Travis Kelsey, B, Zach Ertz, or C, George Kittle? <laughs> so one point for most receiving yards, one point for receptions. You know, obviously the three options have to be the only three tight ends that were good last season. All right, what do you
1: got? Yeah, Kittle and Ertz.
0: All right, solid guesses. And the last one, so this is a non-multiple-choice question, which I, uh, my boy Scott Hansen, gave me this uh, interesting stat um, when I was watching out some red zone. Um, so everyone probably should, by now should know that Carla Murray was uh, also drafted to play in the MLB, the Major League Baseball. Um, can you name three other current quarterbacks that were also drafted in the MLB? So it's three current quarterbacks. If you get all three of them, I'll give you a bonus point. So one point for each bonus point for all three. And they're not multiple choice. No multiple choice. This is a this is your how good is your knowledge slash getting skills? Dave, I'm gonna to have to press you to, for an answer soon.
1: All right. See yep. ya. Uh We can put Mitch Trubitsky. Okay. Oh, I could see. I could see Russell Wilson having uh-huh. a bit of hit out. And
0: the final one. Can I put Tim Tebow? <laughs> no, he's not a quarterback. <laughs> I mean, you can, but
1: it's wrong. Oh, yeah. Are they all starters? Um, can't give you that. Oh, that's mean. All right, come on, David. Uh, it's going to be wrong. I'm going to put Dak. All right, that's fine.
0: All right, let's go back and uh, review those answers. Okay, so question one. Most fantasy points in a single matchup at the non-quarterback position? The correct answer was B, Aaron Jones. 42.4. Mm, yeah. He had over 100 rushing yards and 4 touchdowns and 75 receiving yards. Um, McCaffrey had 41.7. Um, so close. Uh, the next one, most fantasy points for a kicker uh, was D, Harrison Butka with 106. And the next one, so the two pointer, which team has the most sacks and which quarterback hits? So sacks is Carolina Panthers, which was A for 36. And uh, the most QB hits was the Pittsburgh Steelers with 71. Really? It's not or the Pats? No. Pats are right up there in both regards, though. Okay. Um, next question, which player had the most receiving yards and receptions at the tight end position? So receiving yards was George Kittle, 1,377. And receptions was uh, Zach Ertz with 116. Oh. There you go. Both, by the way, NFL records for tight ends. And the final question, the big one with four points if you get it all correct. Name three current quarterbacks that have played, uh, drafted in the MLB. One of them is Russell Wilson. Oh, yes. He was the 42nd round pick in the, 42nd pick in the, uh, for the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks in 2007. Um, Another one was Tom Brady. Really? Um, I believe he was an 18th round pick for the Montreal Expos in 1995. And final one, James Winston.
1: Yeah.
0: 15th round pick by the Texas Rangers in uh, 2012.
1: So, there you go. Oh, fair,
0: fair enough. That's um, good. So, you know, hope you all uh, did well there. David ended up with three points out of a possible ten, I believe. It should be all out of. Um... So let me know how you guys go. Hopefully uh, you did better than that. Technically that counts as a fail, but oh well. Um, you know a little fun fact? David? Sure. I heard um, from once again my boy Scott Hansen. Yeah. Um, this I think this is true to um, that in the uh, Baltimore Ravens game, there was a point where Lamar Jackson. RG3 and Mark Ingram all lined up on the field at the same time and it's the only time where three Heisman Trophy winners have been on the field at the same time together Really? For one team How did they go with that? Um, they did a snap to RG3 who rushed the ball for about 6 or 7 yards <laughs> Very, very confusing I mean, but when you're
1: destroying the Bengals that's how that works Would you like to hear an unpopular opinion? Yes, I would Alright so my unpopular opinion this week uh, is uh, brought to you by Emodium. They, they do good stuff. Um, mm. I don't deny Sorry. that. Yep. Yeah, well, there we go. So um, pick some up today. Give
0: us some free Emodium.
1: <laughs> All right. So uh, my unpopular opinion is that Jared Goff is worse than Mitch Trubisky. Now, mm, say what? Hear me out. This is only really based on one stat. Well, two. He's been awful. And, um, well, Jared Goff, over his past 16 games, has scored 17 touchdowns. Yeah? Okay, that's not dreadful. Sorry, I got that wrong. Uh, he's scored 18 touchdowns or 17 games. His last 17 games. Okay. Miss Trubisky scored 22. And yes, it is dreadful. Okay. Hey, I
0: don't know how to respond to that Um, I would say the Rams have just generally better offense as well Which is even more concerning I mean, your main receiving player at the Bears is Alan Robinson When you've got Woods, Cooks and Cup at the Rams And a solid coach as well It's concerning, isn't it? David, you've made me question just about everything I believe in this world. It's very hard to say otherwise. And he throws it probably twice as much. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Like Trubisky barely gets 30 throws out because they're constantly off the field. So,
1: that That is an unpopular opinion and I do not know how to react to that. Please let us know what you think. I uh, would love to hear what everyone else in the league thinks on that one. Um... Yes, I I couldn't agree more. That that's actually quite interesting. Is... I told you I had a juicy one this week. Yeah,
0: good. we we're we try and come up with an unpopular opinion each week. Uh, mine last week was the Cardinals should trade David Johnson, and after this week, uh, it's looking like a pretty good idea. Um, come <laughs> yeah. next season, focus on uh, Chase Edmonds and Kenyon Drake. Um, but yeah, um, so it's been running on for a little bit too much too long now. I think. Um, anything you wanted to add, or you're happy to end it here? Oh, pickems. Um, yeah, we do just quickly do yeah. next week's pickems. I think we're a little bit hit and miss this week. Um, I got my anchor correct in uh, the Ravens smashing the Bengals. David lost the Colts playing uh, at home to the S- Miami. Um, so we'll do a quick run through of um, the matchups and. We'll do the fantasy ones real quick as well. Sure. Um, so, Pittsburgh-Browns. I'm going Pittsburgh. I think Connor's going to be back. And I think their defense is pretty good. I'm going to go Browns. Ooh, I like it. Well, this is going to be a juicy one. Houston-Baltimore. Baltimore. Baltimore. Um, just for the fact that I have two Houston players, I'm going Houston. <laughs> um, but I think it will be Baltimore, but I'm going to tip Houston. Uh, Falcons-Carolina. I'm going Carolina. I do not see the Falcons have bounced back. No, I'm going Carolina as well. Um, Dallas and Detroit. I'm going Dallas because there's no Matt Stafford. Yeah, if that's the case, I'm going Dallas. Um, the Colts and the Jags. I'm gonna go. Oh, that's that's a tough one because you don't know if Brissett's back or not. I'm gonna just in case. I'm, I'm, gonna gonna stick... go... I'm
1: gonna stick with the Jags. I'm gonna the go Jags. Jags. Nick yeah.
0: Foles first game back. He's gonna just light it up. Um, Buffalo and Miami. Go on Buffalo. Uh, yeah, I'll go Buffalo as well. I mean, their defense is pretty solid. Minnesota, Broncos, it's it's a home game. It's non-prime time. I'm going Minnesota. Even though Broncos have got defense, good defense, I just don't think they're going to be able to do it.
1: I'm going to lock in the Minnesota Vikings against the Broncos. Ooh. That is my lock for the week.
0: Oh, that's your lock. I haven't That's my lock, lock for the week, yep. Um, I'll have to find a lock. Um... New Orleans against Tampa. I'm going to go New Orleans. Um, I'm going to go Tampa Bay. All right. Good luck with that one. <laughs> you never know. i probably need it, but it's a high-scoring offense, um, Washington against the Jets. I'm going to go for no one because that game sucks, and I feel sorry for anyone who goes to watch that one. But if I had to pick, then I'm going to pick...
1: The Jets. I'm going to pick the Jets. I think the Washington, uh, the Redskins and the Bengals probably have seen Miami uh, screwing up their tanking mm. and I think that they could probably get number one pick now, so I think that um, Washington's going to try and throw it in the hopes that Cincinnati wins one. Sanfran Cardinals going to go San Fran San Sanfran, yep.
0: As the home team. Oakland Bengals. I'm going Oakland as my lock of the week. Oh,
1: fair enough. I'm going Oakland
0: as well. Um, The Pats, Philly, probably going to go with the Pats. Yep, Pats Um, as well. The Bears and the Rams, I'm going to go with the...
1: (sighs) I'm going the Bears.
0: I'm going to go Rams. I don't like... That game's going to (laughs) suck. It's going to be like 6-3 or something. I really hope I'm wrong, but... And then Kansas Chargers. um... I'm going to go Charges. Chargers.
1: I was tossing this up as well. New, I,
0: the, we've got old Melvin Gordon back, and Kansas yeah. run defense is not good. So,
1: The Mahomes is playing, so they'll, they'll score a decent amount. I think that. Prayers up for a shootout. Uh, I, I'm going to go KC. All right. So, a good
0: mix there. Um, we're kind of pretty much the exact same as before. Um,
1: Just a, a heads up a little, as well um, for those pick 'ems, you can't pick against the same team. So I picked against Miami last week I couldn't have picked against Miami this week Didn't know that was a rule Otherwise you can just target Miami every single week
0: Oh just picking me off in the ma- matchup yeah. But alright we'll keep that in mind going forward um, I don't think it's really worth doing the fantasy ones just because there's so many bye weeks and teams aren't up to date. That's true. So, I mean, it's,
1: it, I, I'm projected to get 11 points and Saxon's projected to get... Uh,
0: just looking at who's playing who, You'd probably, I'm probably just going to pick me, Dan, Saxon and Sam just based on the fact that they're all just... Teams with a better winning percentage, yep. but again, because it's bye week, can't really tell. So we'll have to see what everyone's team come up with.
1: Yeah, I'd go. I, the only one that I would change there is I think Matt's going to upset Dan. Um. Ooh. I mean, Dan should finally lose a game. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Um. All
0: right. Well, that's everything for the week. Um. Again, you know, run a little bit longer than we an- anticipated. With, but you know, we're still new to this, so we will be trying to work it down. It just means you get to listen to our voice for longer, so I think that's a plus when you say so, David. Sure. Okay, not convincing. (laughs) You meant to work with me here, but anyway. Anyway, that's the end of week three. Um, Thanks for listening, guys. Again, feedback is always welcome. Give us some more tips. Um, and any review segments you want thrown in. Um, Anyone who wants to be a guest listener, uh, sorry, just a guest on the uh, the show. (laughs) They're all guest listeners. They're all guest listeners. Um, Anyone who wants to be a guest speaker on the show, we highly encourage that. We want everyone involved as much as possible. Um, Whether you want to phone in or actually come join us in the studio, um, we'd love that. But that's us. That's the Butt Fumble signing out for another week. Richie and Dave. And uh happy hunting for the week ahead. See ya. Peace later. boys.